Hi guys, Catherine here. I am still recording from my bedroom closet, but now that Boston is starting to reopen, we thought it was as good a time as any to start a new season. So I still really miss Molly and can't wait to be back in the studio with her. And of course, we are all somewhat apprehensive um, about this next phase of entering the new normal, but we're also really excited and really optimistic uh, and happy that Boston restaurants are starting to reopen. So we will still be talking to chefs and restaurant owners um, and getting their take on everything that's happening and hearing reports from their restaurants, and I hope that you'll join us. On today's episode, I'm going to chat with Mohan Kumar of Oddfellows Ice Cream. Uh, It's a really interesting ice cream company that started in Brooklyn and also is now in Chestnut Hill in Boston. They have a great natural wine selection. They have really interesting kind of chef-driven ice cream flavors. And I'm also really curious how they're handling the pandemic in Brooklyn as compared to Boston. So looking forward to chatting with him. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to share a little bit about Life Alive. There are several locations now, but I have been going to the Cambridge location for many years. They were kind of the OG grain bowl smoothie place in the Boston area. And I just love anything with their Nama Shoyu sauce, including the Adventure Bowl or any of their tasty smoothies or juices. And the good news is they're now offering meal plans to help us eat a little bit healthier during quarantine and stay well. And for TFL listeners, you can get 15% off any one of their meal plans. So these are mix and match. You can have dessert if you want to. There's entrees and sides. Take your pick and head over to lifealive.com. Enter promo code TFL15 at checkout and that will give you 15% off your order. That's lifealive.com. Enter promo code TFL15. Hi, Mohan. How are you? I'm doing great. As good as can be. How are you? I'm I'm fine, thanks. Uh, it's a beautiful day here in Boston. Currently, things are looking, you know, pretty good for us uh, on the on the scale scale of things. It's been fun to you know get out a little bit and visit uh, a few restaurants and your ice cream shop. Uh, so I I want to talk to you about Oddfellows, the company that you started. I want to hear a little bit about your story uh, and of course what this you know challenging time has been like. Um, and, and how it's maybe differed between your experience in New York and Boston. Absolutely. Um, well, let's start with, uh, I guess, the story of Oddfellows. Um, Oddfellows has been around now for seven years. Um, and we started, the, the process and the thinking and the, the concept kind of was hatched in 2011. Um, at the time, I was working in real estate finance um, looking to get out of my job and looking to do something a little more entrepreneurial and um, something where I can be creative. I'm just not a desk-type person. Um, my wife, Holiday, was pregnant at the time, um, expecting our twins. Um, and she was craving certain types of food, uh, very specific cravings that a, a pregnant woman would have. Uh, the first on her list was fried chicken. That's easy to find, lots of delicious fried chicken in New York City. The second thing was coconut water. Um, Again, easy to find. And then the third thing was just, she was very particular about the ice cream she wanted. Um, I brought back a few brands from the grocery store, just wasn't hitting for her, right? Um, And she just wanted something a little more savory, maybe not as sweet. Um, And so, you know, knowing that I'm out one day with my friend, um, Chef Sam, um, and we were just hanging out, having a couple of beers and I'm telling him, you know, Holiday's pregnant and here's the stuff that she likes. And, um, 
Sam is a pastry chef of 20 plus years, and I can uh, tell you a little bit more about him in a second, but, um, you know, just kind of letting him know what Holiday likes. Fried chicken, coconut water, and, you know, she just wants something better with ice cream. Um, a few days later, Sam comes over with two quarts of pretzel ice cream that he made at home, and he's like, here, this is for Holiday. She devoured it. Two quarts she finished in two days. Um, and she's like, this is fantastic. Uh, you should talk to Sam about opening an ice cream shop. Um, you, you want him to leave your job. He is a pastry genius. And this ice cream is delicious. And New York City needs this. So it, it was really my wife Holiday's idea to kind of, or she put the idea in our head to go after this. Let's, let's do something together. Let's, let's start this company. Let's make an ice cream company. New York needs this. And um, so we, I approached Sam about this. I was like, hey, what are you doing these days? At the time, he, was, um, he had left uh, WD-50, where he was the opening pastry chef with Wiley Dufresne. Um, he went on to open up his own restaurant, Taylor, which was amazing. Just bad timing. It, was, it, it opened during the financial crisis in 2006. Um, that closed. And then he, was, um, he had opened up a, a dive bar, Lady J's in Williamsburg. And he was just bartending there a few nights and you know, just being an owner, having a good time. I was like, Sam, what do you think about opening an ice cream shop, highlighting you and your talents in Brooklyn? And he was like, his eyes got real big. And he was like, I've wanted to open an ice cream shop my entire life. I already have half a business plan written. You're exactly the partner I need in this. You know, I'll handle the culinary end of things. Sam will handle the culinary end of things. And I'll, Mohan will handle the business side of things. And so um, that's where the partnership was born. Uh, so Sam... Myself and Holiday uh, went on to launch Hot Fellows. I'm really, I'm really curious about um, your experience with what you maybe thought the business was going to be like, and and how it ended up. Because this was a big career switch for you, um, from what it sounds like. Uh, and you know, I, I just, I'm always curious if it is what you expected, and and maybe if it's not, you know, some things that were a surprise. <laughs> it's definitely not what one would expect. I think oh, starting a small business. Nobody can expect um, what's going to happen. Um, the thing that we wanted to do, we wanted to make something different, right? So that's where we knew where we would, uh, we knew what to expect from ourselves is that we wanted to create a, a different experience uh, of ice cream in New York City. And I think we succeeded in that um, right off the bat. Um, you know, we had lines out the door from day one. Um, what we didn't expect or what I didn't expect is how much work it would be. I mean, the first... Uh, six months, both Sam and I were there literally every day. It was the hardest six months of my life, just being away from the family, being away from my newborns at the time. Like, you know, this the idea was hatched when Holiday was pregnant with twins. Um, the twins were born in March 2012, and we opened this shop a year later. So it was two years kind of from incubation to when we actually opened the doors in Williamsburg. Um, so at the time, my kids were um, just over a year old. And I was in the shop, you know, 12, 14, 15, 16 hours a day for six months straight. So um, that was something I didn't expect. You know, you kind of have this, oh, we're going to open up an ice cream shop and, you know, we'll just hire a couple people to scoop and it's going to be, it's going to be easy, you know, or not easy, but it's just going to be, it's simple. It's just ice cream, right? It's not simple. You know, the way we make the ice cream is not simple. The way we served it, um, it not, not to say that it was, you know, 
anything intricate, but it's not simple. We, care, we, we took pride in the way we served customers. We took pride in the way our shop was uh, displayed and that kind of stuff. And you just have to do everything yourself. You know, like as a small business, um, if I had to clean the bathroom, I was cleaning the bathroom. If I had to mop the floors, I was mopping the floors. If I had to do dishes, I was doing that. If I had to scoop, I was scooping. Just something, you, you know, you know you're going to have to work hard, but the amount of work and uh, time it really takes is uh, perhaps something that I wasn't expecting. Sure. And it, I mean, you guys are in Boston now. Obviously, it's kind of a strange time to be here. Um, I would love to know about why you decided to to come to Boston and, you know, what are sort of your bigger plans for Oddfellows? I mean, I'm guessing that we're not the the only place that you're looking to expand to. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, I think, you know, just based on what, the success we had in New York City, we, you know, we had one shop in 2013 uh, and it was, you know, it was doing great. So we were like, what do we, what can we do now? Have we, have we created a brand? And I think we did. And so we, we opened up a few more shops in the city um, and all of them have done well. And so we've had always a bigger picture for what we wanted to do. I mean, at first it was just like, let's open up a cute little ice cream store. And then we realized that this can be much more. Um, and Boston came up with, uh, through a friend of a friend and we were like, let's go visit. It's, uh, you know, do we want to open up in cold weather cities? What's it like there? And so, you know, we didn't really know uh, what to expect, but a few trips to Boston later, we were like, shit, these guys eat a lot of ice cream here. We and it's so like much a ice cream. huge ice cream so town. Um, I remember going uh, our first trip there and we're, it was middle of January and it was like 25 degrees out, totally gloomy day. And we go to a JP Licks um, uh, and there's like 30 people in there all enjoying ice cream. And we had such a great time, you know, in a, on a gloomy Friday in January at 3 p.m. We were like, yeah, this town loves ice cream. And then um, that and along with just kind of, you know, learning about the food scene, the amazing chefs that are uh, around and connecting with people. Um, I mean, some of the best meals that I've had in the past couple of years have been in Boston um, and that like that means a lot to us. You know, we're we're kind of a chef driven ice cream company. So we want to definitely be in towns where the um, you know, there's a very vibrant and uh, eccentric food scene. And we found that in Boston. So we were like, let's do this. And the location was great. We had a great um, relationship with the landlord. And so we think it just worked out great. Yeah. I mean, you're in a cool little location and it's it called Street, right? In Chestnut Hill. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I, when I went, I you know enjoyed a Shake Shack burger and then chased it with some I, some kind of miso ice cream, which was outrageously good. It was it was very very good. You can't go wrong with Shake Shack and then some ice cream afterwards. One of the things that I really and I love ice cream, and I, I will say you know I think that Boston is a great ice cream city. We have some fantastic local players as well, but always happy to bring more into the mix. Um, and I was really impressed by the depth of flavor and also the creaminess of the ice cream because a lot of times when you get that super premium, really rich ice cream, the flavor gets diluted and you guys have managed to not let that happen, um, which I think is super cool. But who was the, was it Karen Akunowitz? I know there was someone that you did a collaboration with. Yeah, we, we're, uh, we're doing a ongoing series, which kind of got uh, on pause with COVID and everything, but we're highlighting Boston's finest with Brooklyn's finest. So uh, we opened uh, the shop with a collaboration with Karen Akinowitz, A Fox and a Knife. Very cool. 
So I just wanted to, I mean, this is obviously a really difficult time for the food industry as a whole. Um, tough time for small businesses. You know, can you tell us a little bit about your experience navigating the COVID crisis, both in New York and Boston, and, you know, how you kind of see a way forward? Yeah, um, I think uh, it's been tough for everybody, not just us, of course. Um, what we were trying, what we tried to do initially is first, okay, take a step back. What are we, do we have a path forward? Um, is the brand, is the business worth saving, which is a kind of a question I think everybody had to wrestle with. Like, do we throw in the towel? No, of course not. We've built something that's amazing. Um, we have a great following. We have a great product. We believe in it. Um, the business, you know, makes sense when everything is normal. So, um, you know, obviously we had to shut everything down and then the next few weeks were just spent trying to navigate how do we get open safely so our staff is safe and how do we do it within um, what the government is allowing at the time. And we started first off with delivery in New York City, um, which we we are lucky enough to have a beer and wine license in our Dumbo shop in Brooklyn. And so we started delivering pints of ice cream and natural wines, which really kind of took off and um, you know, that was a great way for us to just kind of keep busy, keep our name out there. It wasn't bringing in a ton of cash. We're not, you know, like it was, it wasn't like we're, we're, you know, selling thousands and thousands of pints and wine every day, nothing like that. But it was just a way, like we were keeping people happy, giving people what they wanted, um, during a pandemic and that, you know, bring a smile to people's faces. That's great too, especially with the circumstances. Um, and then the same thing in Boston, you know, we were, we have a full liquor license there. So we started offering pickup of wine, um, and also pints as well as delivery. So, uh, you know, just kind of start off with delivery and pickup. And then we were finally able to open up, um, a couple shops in New York city, uh, both of them in Brooklyn. Unfortunately, Manhattan just, it's not the, the, the traffic wasn't there in our two Manhattan locations, so they remain temporarily closed. Um, but the shops in Brooklyn are doing, you know, people are coming out and eating ice cream, which is great. And the same thing in Chestnut Hill. Um, people are finally able to come up. We're doing all the service at the door. So nobody's coming into the shop just yet, just for safety precautions. Um, and we're able to get people scoops of ice cream as well as pints and natural wine and cocktails to go now. Yeah, I should say that your Boston location does, yes, have a liquor license. I saw some co very cool bottles on the list. Uh, you have the Christina wine, which is, besides just having a beautiful label, it's it's really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, you, you had talked about how Holiday was the inspiration for this. Um, and in a conversation we had had previously, she had mentioned and this is so true, like how wonderful that you can get ice cream for the kids. And if you want ice cream for yourself, great. But if you want to have a glass of wine, do a little like social distance mm -hmm. hangout with your girlfriend situation and the kids can have a cone. Uh, it's, it's a very, it's a very smart move and something that I think definitely differentiates you guys from, you know, a lot of other ice cream shops. Well, that's what we set out from the beginning. We, we were very, the first thing, even before we had the name Oddfellows, the concept was to create something that appealed of course, to kids, but also to adults. Um, we didn't want it to look like a children's book puked all over the walls of our ice cream shop. That's not what we were going for. You know, I think we the vibe needed to appeal to both all age groups, right? Um, and then the same thing with the flavors. Um, you know, you, we've got 
<laughs> very eccentric flavors, uh, a lot of savory flavors, and that's just you know a part of being um, working with Sam. Um, and he's a he's been doing this. He's like the I, I guess he became famous for mixing savory and sweet together when he opened up WD50 with Wiley. Um, that that was his calling. Like uh, everyone's like, wow, this guy can really play with desserts like no other. So you'll always find ice creams on our menu that um, like miso cherry. It is definitely as much salty as it is sweet. Uh, we've done meat ice creams like a chorizo caramel. Um, we've done maple bacon pecan. Um, but then you pair that with classics. Like, we, of course, we have a vanilla, um, which is more creamy and rich than it is uh, sweet. And then we have a uh, dark chocolate chunk. Uh, and then we've got an, the, the flavor sprinkles was born the night before we opened. You know, we opened with a menu with all these a few weird flavors on them and we had one space in the cabinet that uh, was open and we were like what are we going to do and Sam's just like you know what we need something for kids like that it's just going to yell at kids and he's like screw it I'm just going to put rainbow sprinkles in our amazing sweet cream base and we'll call it sprinkles and that flavor has been supremely popular with children but also adults too. I mean, that's what's fun about small business, right, is you can make those kind of decisions and just see see where they go. Well, thank you so much. Um, it's been a, you know, it's a relatively short podcast, but if there's anything else that you want to add, anything that we should know, maybe what is the order uh, when we visit the shop in Boston? What to order when you're in, in yeah. Boston? Okay, well, I would definitely go with classic cookies and cream and then definitely try one of our seasonal specialties Um you know, I think right right now we have uh, olive oil strawberry up there, and then we've also got a saffron passion fruit that has pistachios and candied apricot in it, which is probably the perfect summer ice cream, uh, in my opinion. Awesome. Well, it's going to be a super hot day here in Boston, and I'm I'm craving some ice cream now. So you know where to go. Thank you so much for chatting with us. I really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck with everything reopening. And we'll catch up with you soon. I appreciate that. Thank you. Hi guys, I wanted to tell you about a really great personal care brand that we love called Curie. They've always had a deodorant that's aluminum-free that works really well that we adore, but they recently released a hand sanitizer that is super moisturizing and smells delicious. There's different scents like grapefruit or orange neroli or white tea. Uh, you have to check them out. So if you click a link in our show notes, you will get 20% off your order, or you can go to their website, curiebod.com. That's C-U-R. R-I-E-B-O-D dot com and use the code TFL20 at checkout.